is the Day Zero Update for May 24, 2020. I'm Philippe Odenolfo. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Chris Sologi. And I'm Xander Victoria. And I uh, hope everybody is having a good holiday weekend. Uh, just because we're sheltering in place doesn't mean you can't go out and get your grill on, uh, as I'm smelling quite effectively all around <laughs> me right now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I expect to be doing some of that tonight as well. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that and getting some burgers on the grill. Um, you know, uh, given that we're, you know, I don't know how many weeks we're into this, six, seven, eight weeks, more than that. It depends on where you're at, really. Yeah. And we didn't all start at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, it's started to settle into a sort of state of normalcy now, and that's a little scary, I think. But anyway... Uh, we're making do with what we got, and uh, that's not stopping us from having some good burgers, so at least there's that. Uh, but beyond that, well, we've got some stuff that we've been playing this week, and uh, we'll, that's how we usually start off the show, so we'll get to that. For me, still PC Building Simulator. It's my uh, play-before-bed type game, as I have mentioned. I usually play three, four days or so, and then I'm usually good to go for to sleep. just has a you know, nice way of relaxing me, and so that's what I do. Uh, beyond that, I've been playing Streets of Rage 4 and figured out what happens once you reach the end of a uh, score line uh, in uh, as far as, uh, you know, unlocking stuff. Yeah, when you get to the end of that first line, um, it disappears and you get another one. So uh, <laughs> it, it looks to me like uh, the the first character on, score-based character unlock was actually the longest to get to. And after that, it's uh, the the pacing is pretty steady. In fact, uh, I wouldn't be too surprised to say that the, as uh, you as you get further in, uh, the unlocks get closer together. So that may be something uh, that may be true. I have to look at the, the spacing of those uh, markers, but it seems to me like that is the case. But we'll see. I'm already like part way through the Streets of Rage two characters. I've got Axel and uh, Blaze are they're fun. And uh, beyond that, well, I'm still doing my whole emulation stuff. Uh, got my launch box rebuilt, mostly, um, as streamlined as I can make it. Uh, I haven't gotten back into the whole uh, big box yet to get all the videos and 10-foot uh, interface stuff set up yet, but that's probably something I'll take care of this week, because I do intend to uh, get a nice HD- long HDMI cable and connect it to my TV and be able to play it that way. So that's that's where my next goal is, so... Beyond that, uh, that's kind of been it for me. But you bet. Um, I've been on Franchise Hockey Manager six because I finally got around to premiering my uh, new NHL show on YouTube, NHL Rewritten, where I go back and revisit a period of time in hockey's past and try to guide a certain team through it better than they were in real life. Um. Uh, season one is about the 2003-2004 Anaheim Ducks that in real life missed the playoffs one year after being in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, they're off to a bit of a rocky start uh, so far, but it's mainly been due to the injury bug more than anything. So I'm hoping that as of the end of Episode 3, which I haven't really recorded yet, um the team will be healthier and probably on uh, more of a winning track. And so 
We'll see how that goes. And other than that, I've been playing Super Mario Maker 2 because I really, really needed to get a Switch game. I just had that urge. And Super Mario Maker 2 was there, and I've... Ever since the whole um, shelter-in-place thing started, I've just... My whole trait about having to create something or I will go crazy has just been taken to full 11. And so Super Mario Maker 2 is going to end up being just another outlet for that. And honestly, I'm looking forward to it. Um, my stuff is going to be gearing more toward traditional Super Mario Brothers level design than some of the crazy, um, ultra-difficult Kaizo nonsense that you see on, um, on Nintendo Network. But... I have fun making it. Yeah, at the end so, of the day, that's kind of what you want, you know. Yeah, mm. but yeah, that, too, so nothing wrong there. Yeah, well, that's been about it for me. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah. So yesterday, uh, for my stream, I was going to try out the Rock Band Four notification challenge uh, thing. I've been thinking about for a while, which is to. Uh, queue up my download of Rock Band 4 and all its DLC and see how long that would take to work through all the notifications that you would get for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, which was sidetracked quickly because uh, I found out the queue, download queue, can only hold 196 items yeah. instead of like about 800 hmm. uh, that I had. So it was kind of a messy stream of me playing some uh, games and... Uh, and coming back to start up some more downloads, that kind of thing. Uh, ended up pulling the plug on it because it was getting over like two and a half hours. Uh, but uh, along the way, I started, uh, uh, I played some uh, Next Machina, uh, which is great. I just suck at it, especially coming out of the cold. I uh, played, uh, I forget what the game's called. It was a, uh, it was a roguelike game. Uh, I forget what it's called, but uh, it was one of like the very early PS Plus games on PS4, uh, made by the guy that uh, has done a lot of mobile stuff that is pretty cool, um, which is also a game I had not played in several years, so I barely knew how to play it. Um, and then I played some Streets of Rogue, which is a, a fun roguelike uh, where you are kind of given a lot of these... Uh, you have different characters you can go through to try to complete these missions that are typically like go here and kill this guy and get this item that he has or uh, go into this uh, this building here and uh, turn on all of these switches uh, or you know do some other objectives uh, specifically as you'll get uh, XP which gives you when you level up uh, new perks that might help you or hurt you or whatever. But it's a very silly game and kind of has a lot of replayability to it as you try and work your way up from the, the slums at the bottom of this. Uh, uh, as the way they describe it, the, this whole city is layered like a lasagna, mm. uh, in a sense. So you're kind of working your way up uh, each floor, up to the top. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty fun, pretty silly, too, uh, especially when you run into some moments where you can kind of set off AI to start just fighting each other uh, and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, what else? I played I played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. 
which was uh, pretty good, though I didn't really do much there. I was trying to figure out my way to completing one of the the quests and was kind of bouncing back and forth between that and starting downloads. Uh, so I didn't really ultimately do much, just try to figure out what the uh, how to actually get to this this point in the the mission, but. Uh, yeah, the stream was stream was pretty fun to kind of uh, mess around with this, but uh, ultimately didn't really do much of anything in it, uh, other than just figure out that uh, there were some specific limitations that prevented it from actually being a thing that could be done hmm. in the way that the scientific way I wanted to do it, hmm. which is just kind of go through all these uh, these notifications, see how long it's the stack up could last, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Uh, and yeah, by the end, I ended up getting all of these uh, songs downloaded and the game installed, which is not too huge of a game. It's maybe like 16 gigs or something like that. Uh, not counting DLC, which from what I could figure, probably like 20 or 30 gigs of DLC. Because mm. the songs are like 10 to 50 megs each. Yeah. For about like 790 songs. Uh, it's quite a lot. Uh, but I ended up uh, playing some of that this morning. It's like, well, I got it installed because I wanted to actually play it. And so they've done a lot of work since the last time I played that, which I think the, the last trophy I had on it was from 2015. Hmm. So they've got a leveling system now. Yeah. As you beat songs, you get uh, XP, you get more so if you do like a full combo or 100% or anything like that, uh, which I don't know exactly what you unlock because it doesn't pop anything up like, oh, you unlock this. It just seems like it's... Uh, Way to measure your how much you play the game, I guess. Yeah, I think they added that in the Rivals update. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, I have Rivals. Uh, I think they also have it on sale for now for the one of the PSN sales. It's going on right now. Uh, played a good bit of songs. Tried out some of the different modes because there's like four different kind of campaigns that it has in there now. Uh, there's the original campaign of just doing set lists as you kind of progress to the ultimate fame, whatever the end is. On that, there's the the Rivals campaign, which is FMV-based, like a, a rockumentary that's yeah. very much mocking those things. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's one that's just Missions that is just, you know, hey, play two songs from the original rock band. You know, two songs from Rock Band 2 and 3 and 4 and all these other different sort of challenges. But you can just click on them and just... Uh, Starts. It'll just show you like here's all the songs that qualify, so you can just play them uh, that way, which is uh, pretty good. And uh, I'm not quite sure what that gets you. I think probably unlock some stuff once you get enough points uh, with that. And then there's the the stuff that comes with the rivals. It's sort of the the rivals challenge stuff or whatever it is. Yeah, you're supposed to like pull together teams, I guess, to try and get up the leaderboards. Uh, with whatever challenges they give you. Uh, then I noticed what songs they put out this past week, uh, which features Creed. Because <laughs> uh, that's a thing they would probably add at some point. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's that. Uh, I think one of the ones they added recently in the past like month or so is uh, a Lizzo song, hmm. which apparently was not the the radio edit. Oops. Uh, initially, so it had cursing <laughs> in it. Um, and I think they had to go through and like uh, take it back down and 
get it fixed and put it back up, hmm. uh, which is pretty good for people that managed to get it early. Hmm. So I can hear the, the one song that curses in the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of really good songs in there. Playing some on guitar, just mostly kind of easy and medium right now because I'm still trying to get back into it. Um, and yeah, there's they've added a lot of uh, free free stuff to the, the store for the uh, the band stuff, clothing and all that. Mm. Like a lot of weird little outfits, some of which are just like here's zodiac sign outfits uh, for people that have that stuff uh, that want to do that which also covers like half your face as well uh also have licensed ones like mass effect andromeda uh well there's two for battleborn uh what else fallout 4 you have the vault outfit kind of thing and i think there's like maybe one or two more there but there's also which so i had i picked the the mass effect one uh also the you can get the helmet to go with it and then there's uh, a specific mass effect uh, guitar. I assume probably some of the other instruments as well, but it's a guitar shaped like the the ship that's in Andromeda. It's like, oh, this is this is a very dumb thing we can do here. Oh yeah, there's Archer. You also get to just put Archer, a weird 3D version, 3D cell shaded version of Archer in Rock Band, which kind of works and also kind of doesn't, because just the way the cell shading works on that model just looks weird at times. But yeah, that's still still a fun game. Definitely gonna put some more time into it. And uh also been playing more Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh managed to get an S rank on the Happy Home Academy stuff without really doing anything. Uh other than just put some shit on the floor. Uh and a couple whatever I had that I could hang up on the walls, just put that up on the walls. And I got an S rank, so done with that part of the game. I guess so just uh, messing around with that, but uh, yeah, still working on that. I uh, need to spend some time just going through the ticket stuff and getting to these weird islands and getting some of the the stuff there for money making and get some more fruit on my island, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's been uh, pretty much it. How about you, Dan Reb? Uh, yeah, so um, also been been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. It's it's kind of teetered down a bit, but you know after you've played for almost 400 hours, I think you should expect that at at this point. Um, they're doing this stamp rally event at the museum where all you have to do is just go to the museum and then like uh, interact with these podiums that are there, and then you get a stamp. Um, it's 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 a rather dumb minuscule event but you know it's something nice especially like if you've been playing for a while and you haven't actually walked around the museum because the museum is actually one of the most impressive things about the game um every exhibit looks absolutely amazing a whole lot of love and care went into it and it's really a it's really a second thought because all you really do is donate it for the sake of saying you've you've done something but like when you actually go in there to check out your work it's really impressive to see what kind of stuff that uh nintendo put in there especially considering like the game for the most part is just a whole bunch of like jpegs and gifs but you know seeing like um the fruits of your labor actually amount to something is pretty cool and speaking of the fruits of my labor um my island is now at a five star rank um which you know it's 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 pretty much a a cool pat on the back but it's pretty much a reward for all the uh time and effort you've put into beautifying your island that 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 goes from like picking things up to actually decorating it to however you want to do it um, this week I actually finished making the robot hero, which takes like 
an insane amount of resources to actually make. I'd say it's more of an in-game thing. And, you know, I got, I got a lot of uh, resources through trading and things like that. And um, when you get a five-star island, they also give you the golden um, the golden watering can, which you can use to... It, it, it gives you more of a hitbox with your watering, with your, with your flowers. And you also um, can turn black roses into, into gold roses. So, you know, all really simple things. But, like, when you walk around other people's islands and see all these, like cool things it's it's really interesting to see how, how they got um aside from that i finished persona 5 royal uh last week and i got the platinum um this, this is actually a, a really cool platinum because it's it's in it's in my opinion like one of the ones that are worth obtaining like you don't have to try to beat the game multiple times you don't have to worry about a difficulty barrier it's it's pretty much you know do what there is to do in the game that you probably do anyway and uh, the, the game will give you the platinum that way so, as far as Persona 5 Royal goes, um, when, when I beat the original game, I, went, I clocked in at 100 hours. When I beat Persona 5 Royal, 127 hours. So, Sounds um, right. Yeah. So they basically <laughs> the added 30% to the, to the game. Yeah, yeah. And all they did was they added uh, three new characters, one of which is a new playable character. And then, um, it's funny because... Let's say you've played it for the first time. Like, you haven't played Persona 5 at all. You start with Royal. You know, if you end up talking to all the wrong people, you could end up with the old Persona 5 ending, which you don't want. Uh, so the way you the, the way you get all the new content is you actually have to interact with all these new people. And, um, yeah, so knowing that if you didn't play the game, you could still... Or if, if you didn't play the game and you play this, you can still play it wrong. It's like, you, you, sometimes you got to be careful. Um, granted, I was looking at a guide, but, like, when I think about it, um, I probably would have maximized those content outs anyway, considering, you know, it's it's a new game. I might as well see what all the new content is. And the new content's pretty great. Um, the new story is pretty cool. Um, I, I don't want to delve too much in it, into spoiler territory there, but it pretty much looks at a, at a life in Shujin if um, things turned out the way everybody wanted. And, of course, you know, when, when everybody gets what they want, like, things don't end up being all that great. And uh, The whole being careful what you wish for thing. Exactly. And, um, yeah, it was uh, totally fun, and um, what's it called? It, it, it's, it's really, really dense. So after finishing Persona 5 Royal, I, I started uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which, you know, we all know isn't that good of an RPG, but, you know, I just, I just want to try it out anyway. But then it, it, it throws so many tutorials at you in the first 15 minutes where it becomes overwhelming. Uh. And I was like, I should probably just take a break uh, a little, uh, right now because, you know, I just finished Final Fantasy VII, I, I played Persona 5, and I have 300 hours in Animal Crossing. So combined, this is like 600 hours that I probably wouldn't even have at this point of the year if it weren't for the for the coronavirus. So I'm like, yeah. all right, maybe I should just do some brainless stuff for a while, like, you know, put some Streets of Rage, and I'll wait a little bit. Yeah. The fucked up thing, next week, uh, Xenoblade comes out. So, mm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so... Aside from that, I've just been on Netflix watching Ozark, and that's, that's a pretty cool show. Hmm. That's about it. All right. Okay, so let's get into our uh, topic of the week, I guess. Uh, and uh, the topic is, uh, are games these days becoming too much for the consoles that they're running on? Uh, I, you guys probably have some examples of this, where you've run into games that just don't run too well. Uh, for me, I'm just going to say that the answer kind of depends uh, it depends on a lot of factors, but basically it amounts to what type of games you're kind of like to play. Um, 
yeah, if you're somebody who likes the uh, big, huge AAA stuff, uh, chances are you're going to run into a few games that don't quite run as well as they should. Uh, yeah, at least initially. Uh, we all remember Assassin's Creed Unity and the um, interesting uh, visual effects that Ubisoft went for. Yeah, um, faces. They, they might be a thing. They probably <laughs> should have been. Uh, but uh, in this case, not really. Or the frame rate that was completely all over the place. But I think for for me, the uh, the example of this that kind of surprised me was PC Building Simulator on the PS4. Doesn't really run that great. Uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, the frame rate is kind of all over the place. Um, the more complicated you, your build gets, it tends to chug a little bit. Uh, and... Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that, but given the amount of you know processing that this game has to do, there's a whole crap ton of stuff in there. Uh, and yeah, it, it's surprising, but I guess um, not unexpected. Uh, another thing I've noticed is idle games, you would think wouldn't be too demanding, but are actually some of the most demanding because of all, all of the math that's going on behind the scenes. Uh, those games, I think Chris remembers... Uh, what is it? Yeah, Adventure Capitalist, which one's like shit on the PS4. Uh, that I'd... one controls like shit. Yeah. But well, you get like double shit. inputs or whatever and click on the wrong things and it crashes half the time when you try and start it. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't think some... it necessarily runs too poorly, but it's just if you can get it started, it's all oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And then there's there's idle champions. That one does genuinely run like shit. Uh, and when you get to the later parts of a of a campaign, there, mm. uh, and there's lots of enemies, lots of shit going on, it uh, it can start chugging a little bit. Not as bad as the Switch version, mm. uh, where that system that system is not capable of really running that game at all. Yeah, because it gets hard to actually move around the menus mm. when it's chugging. Yeah, so it really depends on what kind of games you guys well, like to play. You guys have any examples of uh, this kind of stuff happening to you? Well, the stuff I play doesn't really tax any of the systems I play them on. Hmm. So yeah. I'm probably the ex- the exemption to this discussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm particularly careful with uh, what to play. You know, like given the fact that uh, a lot of us here have all three consoles, we pretty much know what should play on what. So I think we're pretty careful. Um, and also, like, with the type of gamer I am, I don't really even notice all that stuff too much. Uh, like, considering uh, Bloodstained, for example, um, I, 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 I played most of it on Switch and stopped, but, like, I, I didn't stop because it was, it was fun or te- te- technically really bad. And, like, I'm, I'm sure it was, and, uh, but I didn't really uh, see, see much. Now, this was before I played it on PS4. When I played it on PS4, I was like, holy shit, it's so much better on here. But... Um, again, I, I didn't really, really feel that much of a difference. Hmm. Well, I, I think, in general, um, it's there's there's a level of uh, acceptability that you know these companies try to at least you know give you. Um, so you're you're generally not going to end up with a game that's just completely and utterly broken, but you are going to run into some rough edges. But it seems to me like with the bigger AAA stuff that's come coming out. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's starting to tax uh, the systems that they're running on. Uh, I know I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what the the cross gen difference is between uh, 
Series X, PS5, and uh, PS4 and Xbox One are with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 when that comes out. Uh, I'm sure Digital Foundry will dig into that and see what uh, what the differences are. But yeah, in, in general, I just kind of feel like yeah, maybe, yeah, it is actually the right time to have, to go to a next-gen. So, yeah, because yeah, a lot of it is just the read speeds of the drives mm. is kind of where we're at a bottleneck now. Yeah. Or, you know, when you get on PC with uh, an SSD, you'll see, like, load times be uh, much shorter, if not gone. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be uh, real nice to, even if it's just low-level... Uh, improvements to load times for BC stuff. Uh, it'll be nice to see some of that stuff going on. Yeah, and the the extra CPU power is certainly going to help as far as uh, math games go. So you know the idle games will be really really snappy on uh, the Series X and PlayStation Five. So yeah, they'll be up to par with what they are on uh, on PC. And yeah, I, I do enjoy a good idle game now and then. I think. I think space play was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It will be pretty interesting to see how um, it progresses next gen, especially with Microsoft's um, initiative for trying to upgrade Xbox One games to, to Series X. Hmm. Um, like, we, we all know, like, that Sony probably isn't on board with, with that with that sort of strategy. But, um, you know, eventually when, when, when we do get to that point and uh, some of us still will be on our current gen consoles, um, It'll be interesting to see like how the, the games play from there because, you know, obviously we're all going to be teetered to a point where we have to get the next gen. But it's like, how will we actually get there? So, yeah, yeah. Like Microsoft is putting in the uh, the, the platform hooks so that developers can do that. Just you know, and and it's not really a, a cross buy thing that they're doing. It's just one version that'll run ideally on whichever platform you're working on. Uh, for me, I think that's mostly an infrastructure thing on their part, just so that they don't have to deal with dual entries in their account system. Uh, so maybe that's you know one reason that they're doing it. Another reason is just for you know convenience sake. Uh, you know, if you can uh, streamline how you're delivering that stuff to players, uh, you're saving space on their end. Which uh, let's be honest, they're serving all of this stuff, and that's you know. Uh, terabytes and terabytes worth of data and that starts to add up in price after a while so yeah and it uh, makes our downloads smaller in the end so that's also more helpful yeah. you just have to hope the upgrades are good yeah and actually worth it yeah so, They're like oh this uh this is much bigger and it looks like shit compared yeah. to the other ones oh red dead redemption uh yeah that didn't work so good <laughs> Oh. Unless you're playing on a 4K TV, then it looks fine. If you're playing it on a 1080p TV, it looks like ass. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why. I think that'll be the main thing coming in. I mean, like using, I don't know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla as an example. You know, if, if we didn't get the game on Xbox uh, One Series X or whatever you, yeah, whatever you want to call it, you're going to expect it, you know, to actually look less, look next gen. But if you're holding back and if you get it on, on Xbox One or PS4, it's like you're you're, you're going to want it to at least look like it challenges whatever. Uh, capacity it has so yeah yeah without running you know like a slideshow exactly yeah. we're gonna see how that goes i mean uh i i think the uh the seventh gen of consoles that ran like 10 years kind of uh spoiled us uh for the amount of support that we did get because yeah that was um 
that was quite the long generation. Yeah, and some games ended up on those two platforms that probably... Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, next week we'll yeah, talk about something else. I don't know. Mm, figure something out. Uh, as for now, uh, we got some free games to uh, report on. Uh, first off, if you're uh, going to the Epic Game Store, this week's uh, title is uh, Civilization VI. Uh, as we speculated from data miners that that was going to be the case, and it turned out to be. Uh, it's the base version, though, not the you know big platinum edition, but hey, it's something. Yeah. It's I still want to sell you on all the DLC coming up. Yeah. Because they just announced another year of uh, content. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, with the new season pass for that, yeah, this game will uh, will never let go of Teresa. It's 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 not happening ever. Apparently. Yeah, hmm. so. but yeah, even with the base game, you have tons of content there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those games that you have been kind of perfect to play this weekend if you want to waste a bunch of time. Yeah, just put on Netflix, put that game on, and boom, yeah. uh, you'll wake, you'll realize it's been eight hours and you haven't eaten or done anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, between Civ Civ Six, Animal Crossing, and I guess Pokemon Go, you I don't really expect much of Teresa to show up anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's. Uh, I hope that you have a fast CPU though for Civ Six because uh, uh, that game uh, calculating the turns is very CPU intensive. Uh, so the faster your CPU is, the quicker those calculations happen. So the more turns you can do. So, yeah, it might be worth uh, investing in that, uh, you know, in that 3900X 12-core processor for this particular game. Right, who knows? So, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, also, freebie, uh, Final Fantasy XIV Starter Edition is free until Tuesday. Uh, and this yes. Will, this comes with a, uh, a month of uh, free subscription, so... Yeah, you can get this now and play it for a month and see if you dig it and then get the expansions or whatevs. Uh, yeah, if you haven't tried Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Patrick is a big fan, apparently. Yeah, um, always, always welcome new players. And, you know, in the next six months, we're going to be starting the build up to 6.0. And um, that stands to be a very... Uh, major point in the game's evolution. So, um, yeah, pretty good jumping on point right now. Yeah, yeah. This this is the kind of thing that kind of intrigues me. You know, primarily because yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a few days free on top of the uh, month you normally get. I know that it doesn't come with a heaven well, more all the other. All the it's other. not a few days free on top. Gotcha. It's just um, you get the copy of the game for free. And that game comes with a free month of play. Essentially the same thing, but yeah, there's no, there's no extra days attached to it or anything. Your months, your month starts the moment you start playing. Yeah. Okay. It's just that after Tuesday, you won't be able to get that starter pack for free. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this is this is the, the thing that uh, attracts me, and I'm like, yeah, I know it doesn't have it doesn't come with Heaven's Ward and all the other new content, but I figure, you know. Um, each of those content packs are, you know, really long to begin with, and I figure, you know, if, if I start here and I like it, then I'd be in, I'd be influenced to try try the rest. So. Oh yeah, that's what they're open for. All right, and the other freebies uh, on Tuesday, Twitch Prime is going to start giving away SNK games. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so let's see. Uh, they've got the first week's worth of 
titles uh, outlined here already. What we got here? Yeah, the first drop is on Tuesday. Uh, you get Art of Fighting Two, mm-hmm. Blazing Star, oh, Fatal oh. Fury Special, Good One, uh, King of Fighters Two Thousand and Two Thousand Two, yeah. Good Ones, uh, Pulse Star, and Samurai Shodan Two. Oh man, that's a pretty good place to start. Yeah, if you um, if you really want a what's what of '90s and early aughts SNK fighting games, there it it's hard to think of a much better list. Yeah, as well as go off of pretty damn awesome shooters. Yeah, Pulse Star and Blazing Star. Yep, they've also confirmed some more games that are going to be in the roster for the later drops. Uh, there's Garou, Mark of the Wolves, The Last Blade Two, yep. and those Metal two Fl- games, those two games will have the uh, rollback netcode patch that they've been putting into all versions of uh, those games on current platforms. So that's yeah. important. Hmm. See, there's also Metal Slug Two, uh, The King of Fighters '98 Ultimate Match Final Edition, <gasps> Sengoku Three, and King of the Monsters. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good list of stuff. For me, uh, <clears throat> King of Fighters 98 is my favorite in the series, so having Ultimate Match is, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm down with that. So now I will have SNK Neo Geo titles on, like, just about every online platform there is. Yep. Because <laughs> I recently took my took uh, took up that Fanatical bundle that uh, came around at uh, SNK oh, yeah. with GOG, so got a whole bunch of them on there, so... Uh, I can play Neo Geo games all over the place, and that is not a bad thing. Yeah, get it on that. Uh, it doesn't require a huge, you know, hugely powerful PC to run these, so yeah, should be able to run them just fine on just about anything. No, just uh, an Amazon Prime sub. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? We got uh, oh the uh, NES and SNES um, outings on the Nintendo Switch online platform. Got four games uh, recently. So. Yeah, on the 20th, they added, let's see, on the NES, they added Rygar, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, I've only played the PS2 remake, uh, but it's similar to like a mix of like Castlevania and uh, Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. with a bit more like RPG stuff in it, uh, as you're kind of upgrading your, your weapon there uh, to go with you. Uh, for Super Nintendo, they have Wild Guns. Ooh. Uh, which is the shooter. Yeah. Kind of semi like on style shooter thing. Uh, Paneled Upon, uh, which people might know as uh, Tetris Attack or Pokemon, uh, whatever that game was. It's Pokemon Puzzle Puzzle League. Puzzle League, yeah. Uh, This is like the original version of those games uh, in Japan. And so that'll be uh, the first, first time it's available in the U.S., and uh, Operation Logic Bomb, mm. which I'd not heard of. Uh, it says Agent Logan has been fitted with the bioelectronic implants that grant him superior strength, reflexes, and analytical abilities. He was in charge of the mission to save the subspace particle transfer project. That's up to him to infiltrate, to neutralize the intruders, and rescue the uh, scientists in a top down shooter with giant bosses and frenzied action that doesn't let up. Mm. I've never heard Let's of this. Let's see. Yeah, also known as Operation Operation Logic Bomb, the Ultimate Search and Destroy. Uh, in Japan, it's the Fortress of Fury, uh, published by Jellico, mm. uh, ninety three. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, the second sequel to the Game Boy game, A Fortified Zone. Yeah, never played that one either. <laughs> Following the Japan-only Game Boy sequel. Uh, let's see. It's not a remake of the original. Uh, it was also re-released on the Satellaview system. Yeah, so Teleview, which nobody ever got here, it was uh, Japan. That was Japan only. So. Yeah. yeah. It was an early online distribution service, I guess. Yeah. Used for satellite. games. You used satellite. Yeah, which had... Didn't that have, like, uh, some Nintendo stuff as well? Yeah, and there was some Nintendo stuff in there. I think Dr. Mario uh, was originally on there. The, the version of Wrecking Crew that came out for the SNES was originally on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you used the, the weird ports under the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's yeah, one of the only things that actually ever did. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so... I see... Oh, okay, I'm looking at the games that are on this thing. Yeah, Dragon Quest, the head on there. Mm. Version of that. Fire Emblem. F-Zero Grand Prix 2. F-Zero Harvest Moon. Uh, there's a Monopoly version on there. Sheer and the Wanderer. Sim City. Sim City sim, bidding, sim building game. City building game, which I think is yeah, just some city on now. Yeah, it was a Japanese version. Has to put parts in Japanese that explains that it's a city building game. Yeah. Uh, there's a Super Mario Collection, Super Mario USA Power Challenge, which is a version of two. Yeah. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda Map Two, Legend of Zelda Ancient Stone Tablets. Uh, what else? Yeah. Chrono Trigger Jet Bike Special. Okay, also. Might be a version of the jet bike sequence. In yeah, there. I think that's oh. what it was. See, Doctor oh, Mario. That, that's not good enough to be a whole game. <laughs> Somebody thought well, it was. Oh, came. Temporary thing on there, but uh, Excite Bike Buzz Mario Battle Stadium, mm. F Zero F Zero Two Practice, Golf Lover Out of Bounds Club, <laughs> uh, Kirby's Toy Box, Lemmings, Mario Paint BS version, Mario Paint Winner Included version. Uh, yeah, Penalty Upon Event 98, Radical Dreamers. Hmm. Uh, yeah, some, uh, some neat stuff that's on this, that was on the service, Super EDF. Yeah. Super Earth Defense Force, uh, Super Puyo Puyo 2, uh, yeah, Warriors Woods, Wild Guns, Wizardry 5, Yoshi's Panapon BS version. Hmm. It's also another version of Penalty Upon. Yeah. Yeah, think of it kind of like, uh, well, Sega Channel we got over here, but yeah. through satellite. It was kind of the same thing. Um, okay, there's a, also like a broadcast data list they have here. Hmm. Chrono Trigger Character Library, Chrono Trigger Music Library. It's like where it's just like display information on it, I guess. Hmm. Music Maker Compatible Conversion Data, RPG Maker 2 Compatible Data. It's like weird, so, weird stuff. Okay. Magazines okay. as well. Content. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's our free stuff for uh, the Switch Online. Uh, I really wish they would commit a little bit more to that because you know they've been adding a lot of stuff and it's pretty decent if you're jumping in now. But the whole trickling uh, stuff in just seems kind of yeah. I don't know. They could do a better job on that. I think. But yeah, I think they don't have like a set amount of games to add. So they announced it a while back. It was like. Yeah, we're not providing regular updates to this anymore. Yeah. It's like I've assumed that the amount of companies that want to put their stuff on there is uh, few and far between. Because mm. they could just otherwise sell it. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we got uh, Bloodstained. Uh, the Zangetsu and Randomizer update is now available. Uh, this came out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC in the couple of weeks back. Uh, now it's available on the Switch, so it's available to everybody now. Uh, if you want to play as Zangetsu, you will have to have gotten the good ending already. Uh, and then when you start a new game, you can just choose Zangetsu as your playable character. Um, so, yeah, playing as him is going to be very different because he can't use shards. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how you get around with him because there's stuff that, yeah. <laughs> there's areas that seem to be uh, tailor-made for Miriam to get through, and I have no idea how Zangetsu is going to get through. As, as somebody who has played through... Uh, the Game Boy Advance Castlevania trilogy, I have a pretty good idea how this is going to work. Because um, those games did a lot of stuff with um, bonus characters, too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's still a third character set to come out, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have the Game Boy Advance games ever been released at any point? Or re-released? I don't think so. Uh, No, they haven't. They're not on the Castlevania collection. It really should. Because hmm. uh, some of those were pretty good. I mean, that, well, the first one was kind of rough as far as the controls went. It, it got better with uh, the second one, was it? Uh, Aria? Yeah. Aria yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Aria of was actually my first Castlevania. I loved it. Yeah. So, oh, that's a, good, that's a good one to get in with. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, good. If you haven't checked in on uh, Bloodstained and you'd completed it, uh, you can go ahead and check that out now and get a different challenge. Probably also mentioned randomizer, which is kind of a fun little mode that you can uh, do. Uh, well, that's gonna that's gonna be really popular on Twitch. Yeah, well, you kind of uh, basically choose a bunch of different parameters and like whether the uh, the save points are random or whether the shards that you get from enemies are random and stuff like that. So uh, it doesn't look like the uh, yeah the rooms themselves change, the locations and stuff all changes. So. It's going to be fun to see how this game all plays out once uh, you start pl- messing around with uh, different locations for everything. So I'll, probably, I'll probably give that a try because you don't have to have uh, finished the game to use that. So, right. uh, so next up, uh, Kerbal Space Program has, two, has been delayed until uh, fall of 2021. Kind of bummed because I was looking forward to this one, actually. <laughs> Uh, the first one is insane and teaches you orbital dynamics by letting you horribly kill uh, a bunch of cute little Kerbals. Uh, I wonder what the total Kerbal body count is just across every copy of the game that has been downloaded. Uh, it's probably in the billions. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the billions. I wonder if anybody's ever asked that question before. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll reach out to the devs and see if that's a thing that they know. See if they track something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be delayed until next year, fall of 2021. I don't know. Uh, yeah, not much more news than that, really. I'm kind of bummed that yeah. it's not coming out right away, but hey, coronavirus. What do you want? Uh, so next up, uh, let's see. Remember last week we talked about uh, that whole... Uh, de novo anti-cheat that uh, was implemented in the PC version of Doom Eternal. Yeah, that didn't go so well for id Software, because now they're going to be removing it. Um, Who didn't see that coming? Yeah, it's like... um, I I love the quote where he said, despite our best of intentions... um, Yeah, um, the best of intentions being you uh, 
wanted to make sure that uh, uh, your uh, investment in Denuvo um, was worth it. I don't know. That's that's the best of intentions. Uh, trying to protect a multiplayer mode that nobody actually cares about because you haven't bothered to make multiplayer in Doom worth anything since the original. Yeah. Deathmatch is how you're supposed to play Doom multiplayer, not whatever the fuck this is. And uh, How did they fuck that up? I don't know. I mean, they've, they've turned it into like an async uh, kind of, uh, kind oh of multiplayer God. where it's the Slayer versus like a bunch of demons and everybody's no. a playable character. So it's like, oh, no. yeah, some players are demons, some play, and then there's one Slayer, and, oh. you know, yeah. D- Doom multiplayer should be impossible to fuck up. And, and it yet, is fucking deathmatch. And yet, <laughs> it invented is... fucking deathmatch. Yeah. Um, he also you know, the series uh, that the genre that's just mind boggling. Yeah, they, they thought this whole uh, fighting game inspired mode would probably be a big hit, and it turns out nobody really cares about it. Also, uh, there's um, a mode in there where uh, if you kill a particular demon in your game, uh, it can go and invade your uh, friends' games uh, and be super powered up. And I'm sorry, but Doom Eternal is hard enough as it is without random super demons showing up in your game. It's just, no. Just no. (laughs) So, literally, they're adding online components for the sake of online components that nobody actually wants. And then putting in an anti And leaving out the ones that people do. Yeah, and leaving out everything that people do want. So, yeah. Uh, As you can tell, I'm not a big fan of Doom Eternal, despite the fact that I I do genuinely respect the artistic stuff that they they did here. Uh, It's a gorgeous-looking game, a gorgeous-sounding game, but for me, it's not fun to play. And at the end of the day, if it's not fun, I'm not going to play it. So, there you go. They managed to fuck up Doom. (laughs) God damn. So, but I'm in the minority in that. You know, it's... uh, there's the reviews for Doom Eternal are usually quite positive, and you know. Well, they're probably based on the single player. Yeah, but even I, I hate single player. I, I, I literally yeah. hate single player. It's just too frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give you very many tools at the start. No. To do what you're doing. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you got to learn how to you know deal with these enemies, even the most basic ones mm. that can fuck you up pretty good. Yeah. Which is like a shotgun. It's like, yeah. oh, you got to hit these weak spots with the shotgun. It's like, that's not easy. Yeah. Get a little thing on the back of the the big brain dudes. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, okay, fuck you very much. I'll be over here playing Doom 2. Yes. <laughs> I'll just open up GZ Doom Builder and just make my own shit. Thanks. Uh, which is what I have yeah. been doing. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's some interesting ideas for like evolving what the, the first one was doing. But mm. then it just... They kind of go a little bit too far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they evolve it past the logical uh, <laughs> extrapolation point, basically. Yeah. yeah. It kind of just makes it more of a complicated game than what Doom should be. Yeah. So. That was the, the brilliance of the original. It's just like, all right, here's your here's your guns. You can go run up and shoot these dudes. And also, when you see them flashing, run up and hit them, and you'll do some fucking cool finishers. Yeah. And get extra stuff out of them versus this whole... Okay, I gotta shoot this dude. Okay, he's blinking. I gotta do this so that I get my armor back. Then uh, I gotta get the next guy baited so I can get the health back. And I'll got him low on ammo. Okay, we gotta do this for the, the get ammo back. 
Okay, that's like geez, that's too much. Yeah, it's just uh, now it's a job, and yeah, I don't, I don't it's really it's a like puzzle that. game essentially where you just yeah. all right, this thing it's it's like plate spinning essentially where you just like all right, this one's wobbling, gotta get back over there. Yeah, uh, this other one's wobbling. Okay, gotta get back over there. And you're like, oh god, yeah. I'm just supposed to shoot dudes and have fun. Yeah, comes to the point where you just see the plates wobbling, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's the plate that's uh, just spinning perfectly. Yeah, and I don't have to do anything. I don't know much about it, but does the uh, multiplayer have a uh, free-to-play component? Uh, as far as I can tell, no. Hey, why are they getting in their own way then? That is, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, season reward stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, I suspect they're probably going to do a battle pass or something like that, and yeah, it's just it's not. Very well handled. Yeah. yeah. What do I know? We live in the worst timeline. Yeah. It's like, uh, apparently uh, having this opinion makes me a boomer. So, well, fuck you. I'm a boomer and I don't give a crap. Because yeah. I'm right and you're not. There you go. Yeah. Well, there's an attitude that uh, hasn't uh, ever ended uh, poorly. <sighs> Anyways. That's just my uh, random rant on Doom Eternal. So we'll move on to something that actually is kind of exciting. If you were ever a fan of the original Xbox uh, and still happen to have one somewhere. Uh, So there's a crazy person. Literally two feet away from me. Yeah. There's a crazy person by the name of Luke Usher. He's uh, currently working on the CXBX Reloaded project, which is uh, an emulator project to emulate the original Xbox on a PC. Uh, and that emulator is working actually quite well, uh, with some caveats, because uh, right now it seems like it'll run games mo- mostly fine, uh, but <clears throat> video playback is what it seems to have problems with. So it just, like, you get a weird black screen or a green screen when the video is playing, but you'll hear the audio. So, yeah, yeah that's some stuff that they need to work out, but, you know, that's not important for here. Uh, what is important is he started up a project called Project Insignia with uh, him and a few friends are working on this. And it is a ground-up rebuild of Xbox Live. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's figured out how the authentication works so he can get this to work on retail Xboxes that are not modded. Uh, so... That's uh, that stuff is going in. Like he has a uh, there's a teaser video of uh, a retail Xbox signing into the service and registering an account for the first time. Uh, so they're they're working on that. They expect to have a closed beta in the next couple of months to get that going. Uh, and then it's going to be a matter of figuring out like how each of the games handle their own particular online code. Uh, but it's coming along. Uh, initially, I think it will be free. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes, because this, of course, means that games like PGR2 are now going to be playable online again with all of the proper online features. Yes. If Microsoft ain't going to do it, somebody else is. Well, so at this point, does Microsoft just um, write... um, Right, their sixth gen BC off as totaled, or do they fall all over themselves to go into DEFCON 5 and 
try to turn this around as quickly as possible on an emergency basis for the Series X. Uh, I <clears throat> I don't know because uh, yeah, I mean the way I see it, as far as Microsoft is concerned, it's probably not going to be a big deal for them. Um, you know, seeing as this is going to kind of be you know its own little separate thing that uh, is just going to exist in its own little bubble uh, since it's not going to have anything to do with Microsoft. It's not using any Microsoft services. So for them, it's like, yeah, we could just probably leave this alone and not really worry too much about it. Uh, but whether they do their own thing and try to actually put stand Xbox Live 1.0 back up again, um, that would be an interesting uh, thing for them to do. Maybe they'll do it for the Series X, but uh, yeah. It's uh, like, I just feel like their hand's going to get forced here now Yeah, to do something. Yeah. The other option is that you know, Microsoft could see this going on and go, well, we don't want to put in the resources for for this, but it seems like there are a bunch of people who seem to want to and seem to want to be able to use it, so we're not using this code anymore. Why don't we just give it to them? Uh, it wouldn't be the first time something like that has happened. Or, so, you know, hire them? Yeah. But again, I mean, if they hire them, then they're going to have to put the, the monetary resources in to yeah. standing those servers back up. So That's true. Yeah. So what I probably see happening is that this will end up developing over time. Uh, the game support will get there. Uh, they've already said that, uh, you know, the, the important ones that they want to get up and running quickly are uh, Halo 2, obviously, uh which is going to be a little bit interesting because of Bungie Net integration that that game had. Yeah. So uh, the the EA stuff is going to come later, but uh, they intend to have that. But you know, Crimson Skies, Mech Assault, they want to have that. PGR two, absolute, you know, they must have. That's, yes, that's one that they're committing to. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be interesting. What's kind of uh, a question that's still up in the air is. What they're going to do as far as uh, updates and patches and stuff go. Um, yeah, because they, they'd have to have those on hand. Yeah, well, all of those have been dumped. I mean, they're they're all already around. Oh. So it's a matter of whether they can deliver them or not. And since it is going to be copyrighted stuff, it's going to be like, uh, well, hmm. Microsoft might be a little bit uh, upset about that. But again, it's a legacy platform. They could, you know, raise a stink about it, but chances are they probably... The only thing that would concern me is, you know, if they're going to start... If this starts getting some kind of popularity, I mean, you're not going to have millions of users on a service like this, because it's going to be just, you know, old fucks like us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a matter of the the costs to run this stuff is going to start adding up. So they might have to actually start charging a subscription for it to to keep that stuff going and then it becomes a commercial venture and yeah then there's interesting legal ramifications there uh unless they do a donation and then maybe they can get away with it but um like i said uh legacy platform people want to keep it alive so we're going to see how that goes and as soon as uh, it's available i am going to uh pull out my xbox and put uh PGR2 in and jump on and register an account. Oh, yeah. That goes because, uh, yeah, I want to play that game online again. And, yes. 
because that game had some really fun. <sighs> so good stuff. Uh, it's, the Xbox has now joined the illustrious ranks of the Dreamcast and the GameCube, whose online components have been re- restored thanks to the community. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, in other news, Pac-Man is getting a maker game thanks to Twitch, and what could possibly go wrong? Uh, what could possibly go right is more the question here. Um, this just seems like um, an invitation for trolling and not much else. The creative potential strikes me as very limited. I don't know. I yeah. Well, so, is- sometimes you just look at a project and you ask why. <laughs> And this is like, what are the details on this? Because it seems like yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's called Pac-Man Live Studio, uh, partnership between Bandai Namco and Amazon. Uh, let's play multiplayer and upload custom maps. Uh, it also includes the original maps as well, uh, but also includes tools to re- create your own levels. Let's well, play them co-op with another pack person. Uh, and yeah, it's it lives on a Twitch page. Uh, is a thing you can just start up when you go to stream uh, so you don't need to download anything uh, but you can just start working on it, it gives you the, the tools for that stuff uh, set of colors and all that kind of stuff I'm glad that they mentioned uh, the elephant in the room and uh, that you can draw a penis map so yeah, yeah, because that's a thing Yeah, because, and, because uh, if anything that's the only thing that's going to attract anyone to making content on this game <laughs> is that you can draw a dick on it mm. Yeah, and uh, let's see there. Yeah, you can upload and share them, uh, as well as have people that vote on maps to rate them and all that, and have high scores uh, on them naturally. So you try and get the the best scores you can. Yeah, I, I see limited creative potential in this one. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only so much you could do with a flat map. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think a lot of the uh, permutations of Pac-Man mazes pretty much all been done, but. You know, maybe the community will surprise us. It's going to be, you know, free to use, so you can just jump in and try it. So I guess there's that. Well, I'll give it a try when it comes comes along. Can't be. And the the live streaming of it might be kind of interesting. Just you know, making maps and streaming them and having other people play them. Who knows? That might be, yeah. That might be kind of interesting. Yeah, something we might do. Even. Uh, so next up, Fantasy Star Online Two is coming to the Windows Store uh, May twenty seventh. So status quo. Yeah. So if you want to get it on, yep. uh, if you want to get it now. Well, May twenty seventh is yeah. It's uh well Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. So. Uh yeah, it'll be available then. Uh, see, there will be login bonuses waiting for the people playing with more surprises playing in the coming months. And I guess uh, right now for the Xbox One version, they have a Hatsune Miku uh, crossover, so she'll perform of the concert area. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a shame it's only on the Windows Store, but that's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. Well, so well that's what know. happens when Microsoft takes more of an interest in bringing a game over here than the fucking developer. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, Microsoft does eventually get their stuff onto Steam. Like uh, Sea of Thieves is coming to Steam in uh, I think June third, so that's going to be there. Uh, yeah. You know, the Master Chief Collection just showed up, but this one is Windows Store currently, so... Yeah, for a year of exclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, they haven't brought any of the Forza games. kind of surprises me. I think they would do well there, but... They haven't brought them to their Xbox Game Pass app, either. Mm. That's just Forza Horizon 4. 
Yeah. It's like they haven't brought the Windows Store Xbox games over to the Xbox app mm. for some reason, which is weird. Yeah. Well, I still got to say, though, um, I finally put my computer to the Forza 7 benchmark, and I'm happy. <laughs> hmm. hey, I- I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you get to play it? I mean, it should run uh, should run just fine. Uh, that code base is really, really well optimized. Um, Turn 10 did an amazing job with that. Engine. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, I mean, they will pretty much run on a potato and look pretty good. So, yeah, that's uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. So, on to that. And finally, uh, 2K, they kind of released and revealed a Mafia trilogy. Just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, they uh, released two right now. Uh, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition for 30 bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3 got an update to make it the Definitive Edition. Uh, as well as, I think, if uh, you don't have them already, it gives you... You can get the, the Season Pass uh, stuff, all the DLC for free. Yeah. With it if you own the original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get that as a nice bonus. Uh, you get a bundle of both 2 and 3 for 60 bucks or 30 bucks each. And, uh, yeah, I've seen uh, some good things, and some people are not happy with some other things. Hmm. Uh, things like uh, performance and lighting stuff. Seems like Mafia 3 might have gotten worse on uh, all versions as far as lighting and HDR stuff. has gotten messed up. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, for the first game, they're doing a full remake, which makes sense because that's about 16, 17 years old yeah. at this point. And yeah, at least what they've shown so far of that, it looks uh, really quite nice. Yeah, that's probably the one to wait for. A really good game. Um, apart from that racing scene, which was a real pain in the ass, but maybe yeah. get the controls for that a bit better for this time around. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be out August twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah. Mafia Two, being able to play that on current platforms is also pretty good because that one was a really good game. So. Yeah. Uh, also had the nice distinction of Nolan North talking to Nolan North. Mm-hmm. He voiced two characters that interact with each other. <laughs> yes, that's uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I remember playing the the demo for that a lot because it just gave you like a certain area to play around in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is around the piers where people were hanging out, and if you just run into them, you can push them into the water to their death, <laughs> uh, and you would not get any cops coming for you because mm-hmm. it did not register as that like a an actual crime. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this this is a fun little sandbox thing I could do. Mm. Just uh, kill a bunch of people without getting in trouble. Yeah. Because nobody could swim in this world. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nobody understands how water works. So, yeah, check those out. Uh, two and three are available, and uh, Mafia 1, not quite yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's kind of where we're going to end it for this Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, as you could probably tell, it's a slow news week. Uh, Shocking. Yeah. So uh, tune in next week when we'll probably talk about a whole lot of other nothing. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're coming into June, so that also does mean you know new uh, games with gold and PlayStation Plus, plus all of the summer game fest and stuff is all going to be starting up. So yeah, we should start getting all the announcements that were going to be at E3. Yeah. So, uh, coming around then. So yeah. so yeah, there should be some good stuff to talk about. Uh, until then, I have been Lipo Dinolfo, and for Patrick Mifflin, Chris Fulogy, and Dan Victoria, 
We'll see you next week.